All right, so like I said, we have a bunch of reviews this episode. And uh, like I said in the first part, if you're listening to our podcast, you're listening to this part the day after you listen to the, the news. Yes. But if you're going and just downloading this in, in the future, then it, you just heard the last part briefly ago. Yeah. So, anyways, we've got a whole bunch of reviews. I've got four. I've got Helsing, uh, Mice and Ikaku, uh, which should be no surprise to anybody that I'm reviewing Mice and How far are you into Mice and Ikaku now? I'm actually at the end of the third box set, and I'm making this review the last review of Mice and Ikaku, but more about that when we get there. All right. Uh, we've also got Hyper Police, Volume 1, which is so very nice. It has the episodes listed right in the title, so that'll make it convenient for filling out the anime reviews yeah. section which people can, of course, check out at any point to see our past reviews. And Night on the Galactic Railroad, a movie straight out of 1985 and approved by the Ministry of Education of Japan. And just like all films approved by education ministries, <laughs> it's very boring. Very educational is how I think they like it. No, that. it's very boring. Okay. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's got nothing to do with anything. It has anthropomorphic talking cats that hardly talk. Does it, talk, does it have a galactic railroad in it? It, it has a galactic railroad, but it's more like just some slow-moving light show. Wow. And DV3 has been kind enough to uh, bless us with uh, Otogi Zoshi Volume 1. Yes. Which, funny, the, the box for this, the blockbuster one listed as subtitled, but it has uh, not only both English and Japanese but uh, stereo and 5.1 tracks for each language. Yes. So. They're not... Well, it's just Blockbuster, so... True, true. You can't count on Blockbuster for... Anything. anything. <laughs> All right, go ahead and start off our Otogi Zoshi review, DB3. Well, for Otogi Zoshi... <laughs> crap. Yeah. I'll tell you what the back of this box says, and then I'll tell you what we saw. <laughs> All right. It says, The Legendary Samurai... No, no, do it in a voice, like they do in the opening things. The Legendary Samurai, Minamoto, has been sent on a mission to find an ancient artifact that could save the country from famine and disease. Yet when sickness strikes, his younger sister is forced to take his place on the quest. Her only chance for success depends on her ability to keep her identity a secret. All right. I didn't even see any of that in the episode we watched. And not only that, but that description is like a very small part of what this all actually is about. Yeah. All right, but when it start, when the movie the show starts, you get this cool effect with the red and black, and I'm thinking sort of like Samurai Jack. Mm -hmm. It has a really like hard rock opening song. Yeah. And then it falls to crap. Basically, it has the, the animation sort of reminded me of Cromarty High, sort of. Um, Very sort of. Yeah. I there's just not a lot of good to say about this. The voice actors. <laughs> there's not a lot to like, say. The main character, the way they portray the, the main character at the start, makes it look like he's a boy. Mm. But as NT pointed out several times, mm -hmm. he's like, that's a girl's voice. And we're just cracking jokes on it the whole time. I think what it was is actually she was supposed to be in disguise, so they didn't know it was the lore. Oh. See? And so people didn't know it was a lady that uh, he was traveling with, and, and so they were hoping to avoid the Otogi ninja clan. Did you get that as I read this, or from the no, show? no, just thinking about it because oh. definitely wasn't boys' clothes. 
Right. And had definitely the long hair voice. get in a way. Definitely a girl's voice. Uh, and then at the end, they're like, oh, yes, his sister, blah, blah, blah. So I think that's what they were going with for this. But yeah, this show, if you remember as an audience, I think the audience would really like this show. The the live audience we had yes. on a certain episode of ASO yes. Radio. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of pretty boys. Yeah. A lot of... <laughs> Not, you know, we're never going to get this mic perfectly right, but I can't help but try to adjust it. I'm sorry, people. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it started off promising, yeah. you know, but it's like at, at one point of the show I almost turned to DB3 and said, hey, you know what? I think they're doing that Evangelion thing where they don't want to spend any budget with moving mouths because, uh, like, almost all the mouths were covered in this show for 70% of, of all the talking. They were. If not more. Like that one mute deaf duo. Yeah, yeah. The guy was blind, and the girl was mute, and she saw for him, and he talked for her. And he had a face on, mask on, so you couldn't see anything. Yeah, and that's the other problem with this show, is the whole thing just screams, I'm stereotypical, but I don't think that I am. <laughs> it's like everybody's an archetype or a stereotype. You can tell who's going to be the major players right from the offset. You know, it tries to play it low-key, like, oh, look, this guy's just a performer, and oh, this is just a prisoner, and the samurai's helping out this, you know, lord get to his uh, older brother, and it's like, dude, none of this is what they're trying to make it seem. It, it, you can tell from a mile away. Yeah. It, it's crazy. And and then, like DB3 said, the show starts off with you know, pretty good music yeah, and everything. Promising. But then what happened? Y- you know what? It also had those those pretty p- oriental pictures at the right, start. Right, right. You're like... Had traditional Japanese art and yeah. art inspired by it. You So you were... I was just like, this has potential. And then nothing happened. Yeah, it spoiled its potential is what it did. Yeah. It's a shame. Hey, but at least we got through the first episode. Yeah, th- there's five episodes on here, and um, we were just so bored. It's like, hey, you want to, you know, at least give the next one a chance? And it's, no. Yeah. So, um, I mean, there's not much to say else about this. It's like, they they went, you know what? We have no depth, so let's throw a bunch of crap in there. So at least we have breadth, right? It's like all this stuff going on. But none of it's very deep. If you basically go take a mythology story with a good guy, his leaders, followers, bad guy, his leaders and followers, you basically have this story. Now that's Power Stone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, DV3's been watching a bit of the Power Stone anime, so maybe he'll tell us about that at a future point. But let's let's go and wrap up this review of uh, Otogi... Uh, is it Zoshi? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so what, what are you going to give this, DV3? Your final thoughts, as Jerry Springer would say. I'm giving this a not recommended. I was bored. I didn't even see its target audience, really. Like, if I could see a target audience and I could try and figure out how it was reacting towards that target audience, it might have done better. You know, so, uh, one audience that might enjoy this is um, fraternity members, right? So they love those drinking games. If they took a drink every time they did something that was just stereotypical anime crap, you would get totally wasted watching the show. I mean, remember the part where the samurai gets angry and so he slashes five ninjas all at once and then they simultaneously do their blood fountain? 
That's true. It's just crazy, ridiculous stuff like that that permeates this show from beginning to end. And so I'm going to have to go and agree with DB3 on this. Uh, but I'm going to say I can see how some people would like this, like people that are into like Dungeons & Dragons-style role-playing stories. Uh, this is kind of similar to that, not, not in the setting, but in the style, the delivery. Uh, so I'm going to give this a neutral. All right. Yeah. So um, when was, uh, moving along to our next review, um, when was the last time you watched Mycene Kaku DB3? Was it like really early on in the yeah. series? or? Yeah, it was. Uh, well, I ask because we're going to review Helsing next. And I wanted to remind people that we, we do have a review of Mice and Ikaku coming up later. That, I think Angie's <laughs> sort of excited to talk about uh, Actually, no. I'm not excited to talk about Helsing. Um, I'm excited to make fun of it. Okay. Um, but that's definitely true. Because um, Helsing's like one of those, those uh, if you were one of those guys you went to school with, who who thought he was really the anime? Imagine if it was uh, a high schooler. He thinks he's really cool and he's different from everyone else, but he's really just a poser that people don't really think is cool. Um, so, uh, but first, first I want to have have DV3 say his say, remind us a bit about when he watched uh, Helsing. Um, because uh, let me check why DB3 uh, does his little talk here but I think this first one is the first three episodes I uh, what I remember about Helsing I remember the the opening sequence the music I really liked that it was sort of like this jazz jazz thing um, a jazzy jazz thing that jazzed yeah. I didn't so much like the the sequence mm-hmm. but I liked the music yeah I think I watched like the opening once and, like, couldn't make it through the closing animation because yeah. it sucked. Um, well, uh, Helsing is the story about the Helsing organization, which is, like, early 1900s or so. Yeah. They're going about, and they're uh, trying to go and eliminate all the vampires. And um, it's essentially about this organization uh, who's uh, most... In England... Yeah, it's in England. That that should be mentioned. Some of the voice actors, you can tell that they're all American. Uh, some do really good British accents, but others are just really? laughable. Yeah, I watched the sub. I mean, the the subtitle. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and so, anyways. Uh, by the way, uh, did they try to talk in English on the Japanese version? I didn't watch. That. I don't remember. I think once or twice they did, but I think they more or less stayed to the Anyways, uh, it's essentially about them hunting down vampires. Um, and their main agent, his name is Arukard. Uh, he is, of course, you know, Arukard, Alucard, son of Dracula, kind of connection there. I don't know if they ever say if he is or isn't the son of Dracula in, in the anime. I think they say he is Dracula. Is Dracula, Yeah. Huh? Well, anyways... Um, He's really elitist, for one thing. I didn't watch the whole series like DV3 has, but watched the first DVD, and it's like, you don't deserve to call yourself a vampire with the way that you've been acting. You're more like scum than a creature of the night, and cheesy crap like that. And, and so anyways, the first episode, it's, it's like Helsing loves being shot. It's like he'll walk in, the first episode, there's this priest, uh, a vampire posing as a priest, and he's, like, turned all of the townspeople into ghouls and whatnot. 
and this special um, like SWAT sort of squad goes in to stop them. And this police girl, as Alucard calls her, uh, her whole squad gets turned into ghouls, and she runs from them and whatnot. What's, you might and want to tell the audience what a ghoul is. Well, a ghoul... See, vampires have options. Okay? Right. And, and so when they drink somebody's blood, they've got three options. Option A, which apparently uh, this Helsing didn't touch on, was um, they can drink the blood and, and not do anything to the person. Just drink the blood. Would uh, they die, the person? No, no. It's, it's kind of like a vampire bat. can just drink a small amount of blood oh. and not be noticed in anything. Uh, the second option, and the third option they do cover in Helsing, which is they can turn them into a ghoul, which basically drains most of their blood and turns them into their um, willless thing. servant, more or less. Like a zombie is the way they're portrayed in this, in a sense, of the smarts of a zombie. And the other option is to go and enslave them as an apprentice vampire to themselves. Uh, eventually, the apprentice can be freed from the master vampire so chosen. Um, so, anyways, this girl ends up at the church confiding in the priest who, you know, of course, you know, no one's surprised is a vampire. Um, Arakard comes and he's like, all right, I can save you, but you've got to make the choice of becoming a vampire or, or dying. You've got to make the choice here. And the priest is like, oh, well, you think you're so bad and cocky. You weren't expecting that. Hey, look, all the pews are filled with freaking vampire ghouls with guns. Right? It, they can't just be vampires. They're all ghouls with guns. Ghouls with guns. Maybe we can make an anime called Ghouls with Guns. Yeah, that would be funny. And, and so they blow Arukart to, like, bloody mist. Okay, just blow him apart into itty-bitty nothing. And then he's like, oh, ho, 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 you hear this disembodied laugh, and he reforms himself and everything, and just takes them all out without any problem. The whole show is crazy and schlocky like this. And so anyways, he shoots this, like, giant silver bullet. I mean, it left a, a gaping hole. Right, he he has to shoot through the girl to get to the vampire's heart. And it's this hole that's so big you can fit both of your fists into it. It's true. Envy is not. I I measured it. it it's geometrically possible. And uh, it, the crazy part is, is she does die from this. Um, and and he uh, Alucard has time to go and turn her into a vampire. Right, huge gaping hole. I understand vampires have regenerative powers. Humans do not, though, and she would have died instantly from this huge gaping hole. It was perfectly th right through her left chest. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Isn't that where... Yeah, right through her heart. Uh, and it's crazy that no blood came out when that happened to her, by no, the way. No. Except a little trickle from her mouth. Oh, there was that trickle, huh? Um, and, and so after this, she goes from being an Aryan. I mean, <clears throat> no Aryans in Britain. She goes from being a blonde-haired, blue-eyed girl to a blonde-haired, uh, red-eyed red girl, because now she's a vampire, and all vampires in, in Helsing have red eyes. Yeah. Um, and, and it's funny because it's like almost no vampires work for the Helsing organization, except for Alucard, and when he turns the girl into a vampire, his, uh, his um, boss. boss, who looks like Sethroth, by the way. Yeah, Ingrid. She looks like Sethroth. <laughs> I mean, she really, really does. Or like Sethiroth and Eris' love child from Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> um, and she just... She's even got the colored eyes that are that green Mako color. 
<laughs> she totally rips on him. It's like, you shouldn't have brought another person in the fold. It's like, you have people getting killed left and right. You should be glad to have another vampire on staff. But I can understand where she's coming from. If I had an Excel from Excel Saga lookalike working for me that didn't have the energy or the ability to go and drink blood or take down these vampires, it's like this this police girl, as he called her, because Alucard doesn't give her enough respect to call her by her real name. Um, it, it, she's like the most... It's like, oh, I'm a vampire, but I don't really want to be. It's like, but you should have just died. You should have died right there. <laughs> See, that's something that annoys her through the first, like, five, six episodes. Like, she refuses, like, to drink blood. She gets weak, and Alucard's like, you're dumb. Yeah, I know. I'm surprised she's not dead by the third episode because she, you know, she can't eat regular food anymore and she hasn't drink any blood and yet she's all hungry and thirsty and lusty it's like, oh, what a horrible monster I am to want to drink this blood and flushes down the toilet and crap and it, it's just crazy. And, and then, of course, like I mentioned earlier, when she gets shot, her uniform doesn't get stained, there's a big gaping hole through it. Later, when you see her and she's a vampire and she's regenerated this massive gaping hole, you know, her clothes aren't ripped. Alucard's carrying her and everything. Her clothes aren't ripped. She's not bloodied. <laughs> and, and then she wears this outfit through the entire series, right? You've seen the whole yeah. series. Does she ever change of her bl- blue police uniform? I don't think she did, no. Whole series. The the Helsing organization has these green military outfits yep. that everyone but Alucard and his boss wear. And... and she doesn't wear that, you know. It's it's just the show makes no sense, so you can't stop and think about it. And DB3, I would have really appreciated it if you had warned me about the vampire blowjobs in this film. Okay, <laughs> in the second episode, there's this crazy vampire boyfriend and girlfriend. Oh yeah. <laughs> and they kill this whole family in a bloodlust because they want to hurry up and drink as much blood as they can so they can become full-fledged, powerful vampires. And, like, after they horribly mutilate this family, she then's like, meh. The guy's like, man, I feel like I'm on the top of the world. It's like, well, let me give you something special. It, it's just crazy. That episode was the worst out of the lot. I think that's the worst in, in all. And, and it's just such a crazy, over-the-top thing that, you know, they're really going after for, like, the teenage boys market with this stuff. Yeah. And it, it's it's a crazy, crazy sort of show. Um, so don't stop and think. And if you're the type that likes to think, don't stop to watch this. You know what? That but a lot of action upsets me. Like in the first couple episodes, never to see a vampire. Alucard's like, you're only a low-level vampire. You're pathetic. Mm-hmm. Like they must drop that completely towards the end of the series. Mm. Like he doesn't even talk about it. Well, speaking of Alucard or Arucard, as they say. That's the other point that really irked me, right? The first episode we'll watch this, and there's tons and tons of footage of him in here. And you think, oh yeah, he's big, and he's bad, and he's taking down all these vampires. And the, the horrible truth of the fact is that after the first episode, it's like he hardly shows up at all. I mean, does that change throughout the it series? It does change. Did the, there's a, the... The Catholic Church sends up a guy to take care of him. Oh, yeah, I really up. hated that part with him. Yeah. 
You you see him again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, the moment I saw him, I'm like, oh, this guy's going to be here throughout the whole rest of the series. It's like some crazy um, priest or vampire killer sent by the Catholic Church. And he's like, oh, the means justifies the end. And all yeah. vampires must be smited from the earth because they're all unholy evil. And he's got like this stupid sounding Irish accent in the dove. And he's all like, I must... Uh, I must smite all of the vampires from the face of the earth because there's no good vampires among you and I will send you back to hell where all of you belong and all this crap. And of course you're like, oh, did they have to throw in a Japanese-style rival for Aurukard? And it's just crazy crap. And then his boss shows up and she's like, well, the vampires did, so I think your work here is done, priest. <laughs> it's dumb. Really does. what Andy's trying to say. I apologize for any Irish listeners. That was bad Irish impersonation. Kind of almost Australian to me. Uh, hey, it's it's late and short notice for the the accent. So. Sorry, Andy. I'll do better next time, man. Uh, no problem. But uh, you know, this hell thing. It's kind of like you go in and you're wanting something really cool, and it tries to deliver. It's like all style, no substance. Right. You know. So I, I'm not even really sure what to give this one. But I, I guess I liked it in a sense, but in another sense, I would never watch those first three episodes again, you know? So I'm just, I'm going to have to go and give this neutral because um, it's one of those ones where you want to like it, but you just can't quite bring yourself to. Huh? Your thoughts, TV3? Um, you know, I've watched the first episode a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Um, I, the second one with the, the, the lovers, that was dumb. If it weren't for that one, this would definitely get at least uh, highly recommended. Because mm. even though with all those absurdities Enzi's talking about, I think they sort of build, get a foundation for what's going to happen later. And if you don't like these first couple I, episodes... I think it's funny. Sorry to interrupt you there, DV3. But all the bullets that Aurocard uses are like these giant caliber bullets. And he's like, yes, they were made from a large silver cross melted down and made into bullets just for me. And I use this gun, and it's like this giant gun that's like half as long as his arm, and it's just so silly. That's the best way to describe it, <laughs> is like a silly show that thinks it's cool, you know? Yeah. But see, I like that. I don't know, there's just some parts. I can't think of them exactly. But I remember the opening song. I've even downloaded it. I liked it so much. I just... I don't know, because it's the opening song, well, I'm going to give it a recommendation. The opening has music. a really stylish thing, you know, and whatnot. And you know how, like, in the opening, it transforms into this dog? You never see the dog, ever. That's pretty funny, DV3. Yeah. Well, I, I thought you already reviewed this, though, Did I? in the past. Yeah, that's, that's why I wasn't trying to get a review out of oh. you. But uh, let's pull up our handy anime reviews from the Ace of Radio website. I think maybe I reviewed the whole series as a... Yeah, yeah, that's, uh, I'm pretty sure that's what you did. But I don't see it on the list, so maybe you just kind of previewed it. Maybe. Ah, uh, well. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, and I, I, since, since you didn't get to watch it recently, we won't take, you know, an official review All from right. DB3. But suffice to say, DB3 really likes it. Yeah. So, well, likes it enough that I can watch it again. Yes, yes. Um, okay, so, it's not Miyazaki. <laughs> it's true. But then again, we sound like fanboys when we say something like that. All we right. are fanboys, aren't we? No, we can't be fanboys. We're supposed to be impartial. Impartial. Okay, so anyways, we've got some more reviews for you in our next section. Remember, stay impartial. Impartial, yes. Now shut up so I can end the section. <laughs>